0: all right you guys real quick here i'm not sure if you saw on social but i just recently launched my home service entrepreneur club it's going to be a private community for those that are very serious about scaling up their home service business i literally priced it at 29 dollars a one-time payment that's not monthly and i've made it extremely affordable because those who pay pay attention and i want to start moving people who are serious about growing their business off of the noisy, free social media platforms and into a private community. And then of course I still have my foundations and growth paid coaching programs where you'll get our mentorship. You'll get the systems to scale your business, but this is going to serve as like a mini appetizer. Uh, I've also linked up, uh, the mini accelerator course inside the club. So you'll get that as well. Um, So just a ton of value and entrepreneurship can be quite lonely. So I want to start getting lonely entrepreneurs in a community where they can rub shoulders with others that are wanting to scale up their business. So go check it out. I put the link here down below. We've already got 42 members that have joined. Uh, I don't know how many I'm going to let in, but um, yeah, go check it out. And all the info is there at the link down below. But without further ado, um, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. Uh, I'm deep diving into real estate investing, uh, one of my other passions. And so, uh, you know, I have used profits from my companies over the last 14 years uh, to push into multiple real estate deals. Uh, I first used the profits to grow my home service company. Um, but beyond that, I've taken out dividends to purchase properties um, in the Surrey area where I live here in Canada. Um, And so I'm going to deep dive a little bit more of that methodology and how your business can serve um, as a bit of a, uh, a wealth generating vehicle. So go ahead, check out the episode. Appreciate you listening. And I hope the value is insane for you on this one. Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman you will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. what's up everybody it's dave mormon here uh coming for another edition here on the channel thanks so much for liking and subscribing i thought we'd do a little bit of a ride along today i am driving so i'm hands free don't judge me and uh staying safe and wanted to make uh some content here around really just the power of Uh, compound interest and literally around decision-making for the long term and what that can look like inside of uh, as it relates to your life and also to business and so actually I'm driving right now I'm heading to uh, a house that I bought in uh, 2016 so at the time of this video it's November 2022 so literally bought the house six years ago now Um, and it's uh, funny I actually used to live across the street from this house for a number of years and what ended up happening was as I grew my painting business uh, I was able to when I grew my student painting business I was able to save up forty two thousand dollars and buy uh, my first home which was a one-bedroom condo in a uh, town in Surrey where I live in British Columbia here in Canada um, and then what I did I continued to paint and over the next uh, two or three or four years I was able to save up some more money um, and I was eyeing up these homes across the street and they are called coach homes and basically what a coach home is it's kind of like a laneway home or a carriage home there's a few names for them but you're able to rent out the house there's a suite in the basement and there's also a unit uh, above the garage And so you're able to get a significant amount of rent in for these uh, and able to cash flow the property. And so I had a couple friends that had them and I kind of studied the market and and obviously saw it was a great investment. And so in 2016, I ended up buying one of them across the street from my condo. And at the time it was, I still remember his day, $790,000 and you might say that's a lot. Um, But when you're able to bring in excess rent each month, um, then it totally makes sense. And so I know this episode's a little bit, not super like, hey, this is the exact steps how to grow your home service business, but it is an episode around you can take profits from your home service business and you can deplore them into other investments. And I don't want you to start thinking you need to start, you know, running all these different businesses and going crazy. Like for me, the mindset of real estate is you dump cash in there and it's a long-term hold for me. I'm not the one saying go do the Airbnb thing or go you know, watch the market and time it and sell it just perfectly. Like I'm literally saying, if you plan to keep your home service business for a couple decades, I would definitely recommend you have a bit of a real estate portfolio going on because once you have solid tenants in your property, um, there is some work required, but for me now, like it's really weird me driving back to this property today because I've honestly not been there in in uh, probably like half a year now something like that Uh, And it was easier to go there when I lived right across the street, but now I live, you know 25 minutes away and have other businesses and other responsibilities and it's just not a huge uh, A huge need always to go back because there's great tenants But today i'm going back because the basement tenant is moving out And so we're doing like our walkthrough and sign-off and wishing him well and all that good stuff So that's what's going on today, but back Um, one second grab a drink and coffee here Going back uh, six years ago, the purchase price was seven hundred and ninety thousand um, dollars, which is a significant amount of money. And I was able to go to the bank and finance that uh, property, and was able to get a really good interest rate. I think the interest rate at the time was like two point four percent, two point five percent, like something nice and low. And then when you're able to bring in, you know, twenty two hundred bucks from the house. 1100 from the basement and then another uh, Thousand bucks from the coach home Uh, You bring in north of four thousand dollars per month and then your mortgage is like 2500 bucks and then you've got like property tax and uh, I like to get my tenants paying their own hydro um, bills, so I'm paying uh, the property tax and I'm paying the mortgage largely and I also pay the water bill as well with the city but you're able to cash flow uh, you know a few hundred dollars at least every single month and so that's why it's great number one is you get a cash flow right and any investment property that's kind of like the the true north of do you keep it or not is is it cash flow because you don't want to hold a property just because it's gonna go up in value so that was the first criteria I wanted obviously as an investor is cash flow and the second one you want to look at is paying down your mortgage and so you know, when at a low interest rate, and I know interest rates have changed now, and I know like this, this principle still works to this day, it's just you may not find certain areas may have worked 10 years ago that don't work now, right? And the numbers are tighter now where, where we are, especially as the interest rates are high. But it's something I'd keep an eye on where you could put your money into. And so the second reason is, you get to get your mortgage paid down. And so what started as like, you know, a $640,000 mortgage, over six years came down, came down. Because if we get you know, a $2,500 mortgage payment, about half of that's gonna to go to interest, but half of that is going to be made by the tenants in the rent, and it's going to be paying down the principal of that property. And so you're able to build equity through leverage, through having tenants. And so it's like it's such a no-brainer. Again, like it's like this ladder of leverage, right? And if you can leverage your time, and have something paid down by someone else or what's called OPM, other people's money, makes a lot of sense, right? And then the third reason, which in investing, is really just icing on the cake because you never wanna buy a property and and as an investment just because, oh, it's going to go up in value because it always goes up in value, right? I think we saw in a lot of our markets the last year, things actually come down in value. And so what happened with this property, uh, it's been six years, uh, you know bought it at a pretty good time and it has gone up and up and up and then now it's come down but at the peak literally i uh, bought it for 790 and at the peak it got assessed at like 1.55 million dollars um, because where we were uh, properties went crazy especially through covid uh, and even there was some selling in the area for for even higher than that but again i'm not too concerned about what it's worth because if you're not selling it like it's not a little bit relative, right? But what happened was we went to the bank and and as something goes up here in Canada, you have to pay what's called a capital gains tax, which is if your property goes up $500,000, you need to pay half of that uh, as a tax gain. Basically say, hey, went up half a million dollars, I have to pay tax now on 250 grand, you know, cough it up. So As a property goes up significantly unless you have a significantly better investment to put your money into it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to be you know selling a property on a quick turnaround and so again for me it's not about retiring one day with a great uh, a great net worth right it'd be nice to have but you want to retire I think with income producing assets which is it's kind of funny talking about retirement too as an entrepreneur because I'll probably always be doing something, right? I'll never be just sitting around doing nothing. But I think you want to have a portfolio of properties that can be providing a cash flow because when the day comes in 20 years, let's just say I want to, you know, retire, and the mortgage is 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 paid off. Well, and rents are up by then. Then you've got you know eight or ten or twelve thousand dollars coming in per month, and you've got now a six figure income. You pay your property tax. You still have a six figure income. Coming in per year, it's going to be a whole lot more advantageous than just cashing out now. And so, you want to think long term. And so, what I did with this particular property is, we chose not to sell it and keep it. Tenants are awesome; it's low maintenance. And so, we ended up doing what's called an equity takeout, which is basically saying, "Hey, the bank says your property is worth one point five five million dollars, and left on the mortgage was, you know, I forget maybe around six hundred thousand or something." and they're going to give you up to 80% of that 1.550 million valuation. So it's like, we'll basically finance you for 80% of the value less your mortgage. And so we were able to get our hands on like about $600,000 of cash that we could take out of the property. And so of course you have to be aware when you take equity out and refinance the place it really monkeys around with your payments and so now to this day we have higher payments on the property the cash flow is nowhere near as good as it as it was and it's almost like you're restarting um kind of the process again but rather than let that equity sit in that home and get us a bit of a return we actually took that equity out and we actually moved ourselves personally and and moved into a different home and used a lot of that equity from the rental to upgrade our personal home. And I know this is about investing and that's a little bit backwards, right? You're supposed to delay uh, gratification on the personal front and don't, you know, all the things I talk about, like don't buy the fancy things. And for me, it was a bit of a lifestyle play as far as let's get uh, our own place, let's build out a really sweet coaching studio for me in the basement, Um, let's have more room for our dog. And also, I alluded to it a few minutes ago with this capital Uh, gains tax, where we are here, it's actually the most advantageous tax play to live in the nicest home in your portfolio because there's a capital gains exemption here in Canada where you don't pay the the gain on your prime residence so if we're living in a really nice home and it goes up and doubles or triples in value that double or triple will be a greater dollar amount than the double or triple on one of our rental units so it made a lot of sense in in that way as well so all this to say those are the three reasons why you would look at getting a rental right you get your cash flow you get your mortgage paid down, which means your equity starts to build. You literally start building wealth in the property. And then the last thing that you get is you get uh, an increase in value. And again, it's not always a guarantee. It's going to go up in value, but I can almost guarantee it for you. If you say you're going to buy a place this month and you're going to hold it for 10 years, I can almost guarantee you that thing will go up in value. We have a supply it's a supply and demand issue and there is a supply shortage of homes to live right now and i'm just talking residential real estate commercial real estate is very interesting to me as well but i don't have i don't have qualification i feel yet to teach on that because i don't have any properties in the commercial front but residential i do and and again it's the same thing with if you have a painting or power washing company it's like well dave why do you love residential so much right people are paying to deal with and You know, they're emotional and they change their mind what color to paint their house and with commercial like that just doesn't happen We go in and we bang it out, right? Like I understand that for me I believe if you have a skill set like I do, which is more systems-based, which is really around clients, uh, serving clients at a high level, which is around hiring great people, knowing your numbers. Um, You know, my specialty in home service companies was never like the technical skill and I actually got quite stressed out when we would do commercial projects and it's like, you have to have this job done by this date and blah, 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 and all these terms and conditions. I'm like, I would way rather have my crew in a homeowner's home dealing with the homeowner, right? They're pumping them full of uh, sweets and cookies and whatever else like great homeowners give you. And residential, you get paid right away. So it's like, there's always pros and cons to every decision. And it's like, you've got to choose what your heart is in life. And for me, I've chosen grow the home service business, Um, Get into the online education space with with my coaching business while you're listening to this right now and then um, Have the slow burn going with the long-term hold in real estate and for me Those are three great things because all those companies I mentioned have a plus side and they have uh, a downside as well And so we won't get into all those what what those are, but I want you to think about this week this month like how can your business actually create a cash flow which can be that those profits can be redeployed into other uh, wealth producing assets. And a caveat on this is like, if you're making 10 grand right now a month with your company, don't go take 10 grand a month out and go bet it on whatever property, right? Your company, especially in its infancy stage, it needs the cash flow to grow. Um, we go through like seasonality, right, in my business, like. We have generally a slower January and February to start the year. Like Q1 is kind of like one month of the, uh, you know, our our Q1 kind of almost starts in March, to be honest. And so, you know, you can't, you need to have liquid cash in in the operating account and the bank account for the business. Because if I just go and, clean it all out and get another home and say there's no money for payroll like that's going to be a big problem to your company so you want to think smart with this but what i'm saying is like if your business say can make say two hundred thousand dollars a year and let's say you need maybe 80 to live on and let's say you want to keep another 50 in the account liquid you know if i'm following my own math here you could have about 70 grand every year um you know that that's available 50 grand even 30 grand like whatever the number is for you look at how you can use that additional and go tie it up elsewhere right and so I think that's the first thing to be aware of is like obviously real estate's great we know that it works but I'll tell you like your best bet is also on yourself and on your business so like for me it was hustling first my student painting company for four years to save up the nest egg and then it was hustling my other painting company for about three years to save up that next nest egg and then it was hustling revive for like two or three years before I even started paying myself and then it was like hustling with my coaching business right and so everything happens in stages but you want to just be cautious that you don't starve out like the very thing that's made you money in the first place but what I am saying is like don't leave the twenty grand, the fifty grand, the hundred grand in just a checking account. Like, yes, save for a rainy day, keep an emergency fund, reinvest back into the business. But you're gonna hit a certain point with the business where maybe you hit three trucks and you're making two hundred grand a year, and you're like, well, do I really want to go to like ten trucks? Do I want that responsibility? Maybe I want to just park this and this be like a lifestyle business. Just like I gotta pass this guy. Um. Maybe you wanna keep this as a lifestyle business and not have a staff of 25 people. Maybe you're content with having like a really airtight like seven or eight person team and staying lean and taking eight weeks off of holidays per year, right? Like that is totally legitimate if that's what you want for your business. So your business is really a vehicle to help you achieve your ideal dream lifestyle. And I would just encourage you on this video, Like look at other areas where you can invest, where it doesn't become a distraction because owning a rental property, it's going to take a bit of time to get it going. But once it's set up, it's not going to take your time. Like for me, the honest answer now, it's maybe an hour a month, right? Of your time of maybe a text message or I go and get the mail there or Uh, I don't even know right like there's just there's not maybe a a fridge breaks. I need to get appliance person in or whatever so um, Just want to encourage you if you're good at managing your company you like hiring people generally Obviously the odd person you hire is bad and the odd client is crazy, right? But more often than not you're good at selecting good people You'll probably be good at selecting good tenants And if you're organized and like managing projects, you'll probably like managing rental property or two that i would just encourage you like don't think about what your net worth is when you retire but think about what income producing assets you have are and i think like owning a home service business it takes a tremendous amount of energy and effort and sacrifice and dedication and that may be all fun and dandy when you're in your 20s or young 30s but maybe when you get into your 40s or 50s you don't have that same amount of energy and of course that's why we want to systematize the business but I would want to have almost as many seats at the poker table as you can and be having, and again, like this is this whole argument of multiple streams of income. Like don't go chase a million different things that are going to take your time. But if you can set up a long-term real estate hold with great tenants, um, I think you'll be very happy in 10 or 20 years that you did so. And for me, it's only been six years. Like truthfully, we got a bit lucky that the property went up as much as it did. Because I definitely wasn't expecting it to go up that quickly, and that kind of was why, uh, you know, we forced uh, our—not forced, but we had the opportunity to make the move as quick as we could as well. So, um, so yeah, those are my thoughts on uh, on investing, and uh, you know, just want to be make this video today, make this piece of content to inspire you that you know anything is possible with your business. Don't get distracted, Um, don't go into tons of different opportunities, but I would think, how can you build a solid, sustainable business? And how can you, after you reinvest back in the business, how can you use those additional profits to go look into real estate? And so, just wanna show you a little bit uh, behind the scenes in my life. I'm almost at the property now. Like I said, it's like 20 minutes away, so pretty much there to go for my walkthrough. And uh, yeah, want to encourage you, definitely stay the course with what you're building and look for opportunities because you know you get, you get what you attract, like you, whoever you are is what you're going to attract. And if you look for opportunities and start programming your mind that way, I think opportunities will find you um, that you'll be able to invest in and build a really solid future for uh, you, for your family. Um, and I think you'll be pretty happy you did it. So if you think long-term, I don't think you can lose for those three reasons I told you. And just want to share like, hey, there's literally behind the scenes what's going on in my life. Place went up in value. we were able to upgrade our home, create a cash flow, And there is some behind the scenes work too, like what I'm doing today, right? It's Saturday, grabbed a coffee, went out for brunch with my wife and uh, said, hey, I'm gonna go run off and do this. And personally, I don't totally believe in work-life balance. I like having work-life harmony and it's a Saturday. Kind of want to take care of this today and then have like a slower afternoon. So that's what's going on here. So wishing you well. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, and, And I hope that this at least brought you one piece of value or some encouragement. And feel free to share it with a friend. And if you haven't yet, please leave me a review if you're listening on the podcast. I'd super appreciate that. And thank you so much for listening. You guys have a great day. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.